<laughs> but now we are. Now we are. We we're we're uh-huh. live on Chillinoy on the Chillinoy podcast. Yay. Hey, welcome back, both of you. Um, flip a coin. Whoever can go first, just remind people uh, who you are and where they can find you online. Um, so, hey, I'm Anna Rose. Um, I started True Social Equity in Cannabis on Instagram, documenting the whole debacle of Illinois and its quote unquote social equity licenses. Um, and I come from, I have an arts background and I also, I didn't say last time, but I'm a massage therapist. I've actually been a licensed massage therapist for 10 years. Um, and just like always been like a healer, like helping people, um, helping people with their healing helps my healing. Thus Mm. I have to do it. So Mm. that's my little intro right there. I love that actually. Um, because that's an aspect that people actually don't talk about. Um, but everyone, I'm Victoria Hearing, um, founder, co-founder of Social Equity Empowerment Network Scene, as you guys know, as well as the co-founder of True Social Equity and Cannabis Foundation with Anna Rose um, and co-producer for the documentary as well. Um, and just an all-around activist for um, injustices um, and inequities for people who look like me um, here in America. Uh, my background is in uh, cannabis growing as well as international business and finance for 20 years. Um, so here we are, guys, ready to just dive in into all things cannabis in Illinois and abroad. Oh, and let's start with gender because I don't, I want, I want to get rid of uh, us guys. You just said guys. Let's just call each other gays. Like if we all can be guys <laughs> and let's just be guys gay. and gals. How about we, the people? How about I say yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I do I'm that shit. For gay, if anyone I, didn't know that. <laughs> I do that shit all the time. So thank you for pointing it out. I, I say you guys all the time and it's my bad. It's, I it's, remember. You, you folks, you people. I've been listening you to awesome. all of your awesome shows. And if you, if, if people only have been focusing on true social equity and cannabis and have only heard, like seen, heard about your show because of our last show and haven't checked out other shows, y'all are missing out. I'm missing out. Yeah, Cole totally. is doing some amazing work. And I fully 100% think that some of the reason, most <laughs> of the reason why some of the legislation that's, that's up this time, like recreational clients can actually potentially grow five plants. You don't need a medical card. If it goes through, like that's you, Cole, you made that happen. Because you've been pushing that for a freaking year. I appreciate that notion. There's a there. I will just push back and say, I I will just push back and say that other folks have definitely, um, you know, put put the actual legwork into to to drafting that bill and whatever. But I I appreciate you noticing that that it's something that I talk about often. I do appreciate you noticing that because it's something that I try to. Um, bring up on the show, you know, and it's something, you know, Anna, that we, that we spoke about um, that it's like, is cannabis legal if people can't even grow the plant themselves, you know, it's just something that's never stuck with me. So, right. And it should be like, there should be different wording, which V I feel like you should go in there and be like, excuse me, we gonna add this. 
um, as your ledge, as your lobbyistness, but like people, it should be like per person, probably not just per household. Yeah. I don't think it should be just five plants, but like, I see why they want it to be five plants, whatever. Well, let's back up real quick. Cause you just dove right in the deep end just for folks that, uh, for folks that didn't understand what you're saying. Cause I got what you were saying, but just for folks, cause you, you're, you're policy minded. Like I am too. So you were looking at. I'm new the to new- the policy. It's I, only a year old. Well, you do great. You do great at it. And like one of the things you just really dissected, and I want to make sure that people understood what you were saying, like the new home grow legislation that we just saw proposed is like word for word, the exact same language as the medical cannabis cultivation legislation, except that they just added adults, 21, uh, Illinois residents, 21 age 21 years of age or older. They, they basically put the exact same law and what you were saying. I totally agree with that. It shouldn't just be five plants a household because you know, you have multiple medical patients in one household or whatever the situation may be. It doesn't matter. Five is just simply not enough. Bye, you look well, like and you're- the thing is that we have um, like uh, just a personal story. Um, we have a, a mutual friend that we know that has three family members, both all three of them with cancer. So if you limit it to one household of just five plants and that's how they get their medicine um, after processing and, and you know, curing, um, how much are they actually gonna have left that they can utilize to sustain them being at a household? On the other side of that, you don't necessarily wanna have it just unlimited either because then where's the line between home grow and business? and entrepreneurship at that point. Um, yeah. So there has to be some type of um, regulations around that so that so that it's fair for everyone involved. Absolutely. And, and, and um, like for people that are growing for the first time or even the first few years, like it's not gonna be good. It's really not. It's gonna, gonna be trial and error in addition to how expensive it is. People don't really talk about that either, you know? Um, from lights to soil to, I mean, you have to get everything, you know, it's not, it's not a cheap um, hobby, you know what I'm saying? Um, But once you get into it, it's something that, that because of the energy that you get when you're taking something from a seed and you're seeing it, you know, grow and, and um, provide the fruit of the labor that you're putting into it. And then the healing powers from it, it's something else that changes within you. So you be, you, 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 you begin to get, you know, more in tune with it and growing it. Um, so the hobby turns more into a love that then can turn into entrepreneurship. So we want to provide that, 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 that window, that that opportunity is still there. Um, but we definitely want to make sure that the legislation is on our side for that and not on the side uh, of the industry. Well, of just rejecting in general, like stop telling us what to do when it doesn't involve killing people. Like, I'm sorry, just, it's not your business. Yeah. And that's actually something that I was showing the legislation to an attorney that I talked to, um, quite frequently. And he, he was just saying, I, I thought he put it very well said. He said, these technical rules do nothing to prevent any cognizable harm. Right. I mean, but to your point, Vi, to your point, Vi, like you don't want people necessarily growing a bunch of unlicensed cannabis and 
and, and selling it because the point of regulating it is to regulate it, right? So you're 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 saying that there's some line, some well, not even that. The whole point is so that the legacy market can also, you know, have an opportunity within within the industry, the capital market, the corporate market. So in doing so, let's provide the opportunity for that to happen versus it just, you know. Uh, I, I mean, I don't know. I guess I really haven't looked at the legislation fully either. The the the, the proposed policy um, that's there, um, but I'm I'm pro making sure that the legacy market has avenues in order to make the same amount of money, you know, that uh, these MSOs are making, um, and having having it just everyone can grow plants at their home. Okay, that's cool, but that's still not feeding you know, the, the recreational market that's there, that's still feeding, you know, the legacy market and that's fine. But then where we're still in fear at that point, you know, yeah. um, which we still are, you know, whether we get a license or not, we can still be rated at the end of the day, you know, uh, I'm sure once the licenses actually get put in social equity hands, we'll be seeing a lot more rates. That's what's uh, happening in California. Exactly. Exactly. On the corporate side, you know, um, that the MSOs don't have to deal with, but, um, we should update people on what's going on in California if they don't know. Yeah. Um, there was, a f- I think it was a few months ago now, maybe two months ago, there were like multiple raids specifically focused on social equity businesses, grows and, dis- and dispensaries in um, Oakland. Oakland. Yeah. And they hit up and they, they, it's like a gang of like 60 or a group of people. I'm not going to use the word gang. I apologize. Um, like six or seven people that are coming in with guns and literally like stealing all of the product and the money from dispensaries and grows. And four people were shot. One person was killed. Um, and when they called the cops about it, the cops were like, Oh, well you have, don't you have your own security? Why don't you just put, um, people on your rooftops with rifles? It was probably off-duty cops, honestly, that raided the ass. So now their whole thing, and I support them, is they are trying to um, get the mayor, governor, I'm sorry, I don't understand how California politics works, um, to let them not have to pay taxes the next two years, I believe, because they, they don't have the money to pay taxes because they got all their product and money stolen from them. So they're just asking like, hey, we are social equity companies that were literally just attacked we don't know why Scraping by anyway just to get our license and to stay afloat and then now we get hit <clears throat> and again where's the resource where's the help for social equity oh, um, entrepreneurs businesses and applicants they need to get that in california they need to not have to pay taxes plus the taxes are horrendous i mean that's a whole nother conversation <laughs> Yeah. I will say though, that, I mean, you know, and Anna, we, we both talked about this with, with regard to the home grow law, it's not at all close to what I want it to be, but I'll take what I can get, you know? And I mean, I think, I think V's point is like, what the fuck ever, this is a bandaid for like this huge gaping hole, which I agree with her, but also Cole, I'm just watching what you're doing and I'm seeing the baby steps. And I think that we should like appreciate the baby steps by all, but also saying like, this is BS. Yeah, this is baby steps are good. As long as it doesn't take us two steps forward and seven steps backwards. 
Um, so in having the baby steps, making sure that even in those minuscule steps that are there, um, that it is exactly what we want because there's only two fucking steps anyway. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? We're not getting the whole gamut. So you might as well, you know, give us what we're asking for. <laughs> Honestly, this whole last year has been a waste because we said at the very beginning, before, before we started trying to like figure out who won these current licenses she was like burn it down start it over because it's not going to be the way it should be and she was exactly say that. right and yeah, I, still stand I, on that. I don't understand I still stand on that only because um only because as we see everything has still been held up in litigation and the only people winning still are the very people that were winning when we first started there hasn't been anything that has really changed other than the fact that we we are still restricted yeah I can't remember who it was that I asked on the show. If you remember folks email in, but I was like, why don't we just, I, I think I was channeling you uh, V like, why don't we just burn this shit down and do what we need to do, which is open the market. It's something, you know, we all, I think agree on. Um, and it just seems like the, this, their stock answer. And I hear this from other people. So let me say their answer and let me say what I hear, what I actually okay. hear. So their okay. answer is, well, that would be unfair to the, all the clients that have gone through the process and, you know, put down these application fees and, and everything else. What I'm hearing, so that's what they say. What I'm hearing is I don't want to admit that what I did was wrong. Correct. Because you realize that if you do that, if you burn it down, they would have to admit that we approached this the whole wrong way. Well, and guess what? There's a way that you don't, at this point, that you don't have to, especially the whole point of them having that um, social equity round of lotteries was to, to correct in a way, right? However, they didn't do that because they didn't actually go yet again to real social equity people. Um, and, and then giving it to them, there still weren't any set-asides for resources and, and assistance in order to have the leg up that the industry has already had for 10 years. You know what I'm saying? I don't um, see any social equity companies at all, even though there are multiple craft or brands, right? Or brands yet. We still don't even have these MSOs that are now trying to say and, and, and get on the bandwagon of supporting these, you know, social equity nonprofit organizations because it looks good for them, but they still don't even have the very minimum that they have already been able to do and put brands in the stores. Where the fuck are those? Yeah. Can we start there at least? Can you at least do that in good faith even for the community even? We can't even get that. And that's not even something that's even being mandated, you know, by the governor. He's not even making even an inkling of, of, of um, providing opportunity in order to give us, what did you say, Cole, those, those two steps. Can we get two steps from the state yeah. in the right direction? So, so they actually allowed um, social equity people to apply for a grant. Like, I think it was a few months ago. Ambrose might've talked about this when he went on. Um, and they just got word like a few days ago that they will, the, the word was um, something like, we're almost at the time where we're going to contact you about further instructions. See, the thing is this, is that even before Illinois became recreation in cannabis, our state was in a financial deficit. And that's what people forget. We were in a financial deficit, which is why they even made it possible to even put this on the table because they already knew how much money the state was going to get. 
So being in a financial deficit, the state making all the money, we need to follow the money to find out who the money is actually going to. Because technically the state is still in a deficit. Ultimately, these people, they, they, they have been grants that have been awarded and not funded for I don't know how long from the state. Right. Specifically, a lot of um, grants for women in particular, like federally, they're supposed to be providing for women. They have not even been like saying they have that money because they don't have the money, but they are mandated federally, I believe, to have that money and give to the people. That was off topic, but important. Yeah, it is important. Thank you for mentioning it because it's fucked up. (laughs) Well, it's important because, again, if you follow the money, you get to really see um, what what the state is doing with the money and whose pockets are being lined with it. And those pockets that are being lined with it are the ones that are in control that are making the making the legislation and, and passing these bills and, and putting their names on anything um, and really monopolizing the areas that they want to and they're privatized um, enterprises. Yeah, There's no reason why we're able to have corruption. Did you know that um, you can actually be a state senator or, or um, and like lobby for a company at the same time? Like you can re- be potentially representing the people and be lobbying for a, a private. Oh, yeah. I have a feeling a that. Uh, go ahead. There are a few states that will allow politicians to also have private business. And that's that intersection of where it's easy, you know, to um, have corruption to where. Um, you're focused primarily on your personal business. Speaking well, of was- and your friends, we actually have an ethics um, committee. That's a s- state ethics committee because we because we uh, started these meetings every Sunday. Cole, you should come. They're Monday through they're Sunday from one to three on Zoom, and we just talk about how to like fix this stuff. And we were talking about ethics, and we were like, do they even have an ethics committee? Like, is there anything out there about? an ethics something for the state. And there is one. And um, there's a lot of vacant spaces. I don't know how you get on the ethics committee, which anyone with ethics should try to get on there. Um, And I don't believe they're paid. And I've heard, I've heard things that like, basically they don't do anything, (laughs) that they try to do stuff and nothing happens. So maybe they just don't have power. Well, one of the things that I've been trying to focus on, like in the spirit of home grow, um, and this is like one of the biggest wins I think we got out of this, what's proposed, it's obviously not law yet, but they, they did not touch the possession limit section at all. And so what that means is that there's a section in the possession limit section that says any amount of cl- home cultivated cannabis that exceeds 30 grams. I'm doing this off the top of my head. So folks, if you look up the CRTA, you'll find it. If you use a few of those words that I just said, um, it must be secured within the household. So again, any amount of cannabis cultivated at home over exceeding 30 grams must be secured in, in the household. And from different attorneys that I've talked to, including the ones that helped to lobby for that language, what that means is that Illinois is called a keep what you grow state. In other words, no possession limit at home, baby. Um, that's a huge win, I think, out of this, this, this home grow legislation. The five plant limitations still bullshit. And, and this, uh, the only reason I bring this back up is because I want to transition into that conversation about licensing. But it's something, Anna, that you and I have talked about before. You know, you mentioned one time 
because I was like, I was saying, you know, let's talk, let's remove uh, cultivation limits, no plant limit, no possession limit, you know, let's legalize the plant, let's free the plant. And you, you had said something to the effect like, yes, but like what you would ask me, like, what do you have to say? You brought up this like person that had a story that was incarcerated and everything else. And you're like, what do you have to say to this person that doesn't have an opportunity because of the, th- you know, the things they've been through. Exactly. And it's a great, a great point to bring up. But my thing is, it's like in the spirit of like the chicken and the egg, like how do we prevent situations from like that from ever happening? And that is to abolish these limits. Like how do we stop these residual effects of the drug war. Well, let's end all policies that resemble the drug war. And I think possession limits are in that category. The cultivation limits are in that category. And so that's why I'm happy that at least out of this, out of this law at home, the concept of a possession limit has gone out the window. In other words, we are treating it like, right. It's not, it's, it's not passed. Thank you for bringing that back up. It's it's a proposal. It's got to go through the house and the Senate and be signed into law by the governor. And what else is in addition to that? And and also in in addition to that, and looking at um, within that language, um, the criteria and the, and the requirements that the state is asking for people with home grow, because if they make it financially impossible to do a home grow, that kind of defeats the purpose because you talked something about um, storage, right? Um, so for security, so usually, you know, in all the other languages and things that we've looked at, what they qualify and quantify as that, you know, um, they have specifications on what that is. That's a cost, you know, that even might be a third party cost. A big thing you pointed out is the cost that they make you grow it inside. So you got to buy all that equipment you brought up earlier. You have to buy all the equipment you have to, and then not only that, you know, you have to have the specific space in order to do it. Again, there's qualifications and requirements yeah. that are there that, that really we have to look at and scrutinize. So that's why I said, yes, it's great that it's that the bill is there. But what are the meat and potatoes that are actually within it when you're talking about legislation? Because it can be easy just to be like, oh, this is there and they have some good things in it. Let's go ahead and pass it. And then not realizing, you know, that fine print or the, the, the smoke in the mirrors that's there. Or, or, or give you an example of, I think V, you pointed it out to me. There's this new thing going around about how, um, we're talking about not being able to sell to certain people and being able to sell to certain people. And like the language that they're putting in there is social equity people or qualified, like the word qualified person, which would mean MSOs still. So like, Mm. even though they're putting in, like, you have to sell to a social equity qualified person i wait what are you talking about they're just they do tricky things this is why lawyers get paid the big bucks and lobbyists like they just put in this one word that could bring that could just open everything up to the msos and not actually make it about social equity and that's just what they are have been doing so that's why it's so crucial to like literally read every single word and um no, V has taught me that the last year with lobbying and, and really looking at the legislation and what you've been doing, like post posting the paragraph, um, of the, of the bill that is dope. However, that's, that's not the mean potatoes, what V was talking about. And like, there could be wording later on somewhere in there that right. just opens it up. 
for the MSOs. And yeah. that's how it works because, you know, people don't really realize the behind the scenes, you know, and lob- lobbying to, to pass, um, to pass a bill, you know, at the last minute, you know, if things aren't agreed upon, um, between, you know, reps, um, then things can get changed. Things can get added or take it out, you know, at the last minute to where you thought something actually covered and protected you. Now it didn't, you know, and ultimately until, until, um, formerly incarcerated and people that are currently still locked up for nonviolent marijuana charges are held in captivity. They still missed it for me. It's still a miss for me. But, right. That's just it though. And I want to say really quick, I want to acknowledge the point that you got. That's like fucking powerful. That synopsis that I included is not the full text of the bill. People should read the full text of the bill and, and actually understand what's what's in it. Um, but back to back, you just brought up that, uh, that point about, you know, this does nothing for folks that are still incarcerated and that's just it. That's like what I've, I've trying to focus on as best as I can. And it's tough admittedly, cause it's like people bring up these like straw men arguments as to why we shouldn't have, or why we should have limits. But my thing is like limits. Viewing, equal- hold on, I have to bring Sorry, I have to bring up this one guy because it bothered me so bad. Please remember what you were thinking about. But this guy who's like has this fixation on on not allowing cannabis to go legal because he became addicted to vapes. And now he has this whole thing. What are what are they? Cannabis is bad. That's uh, Jordan Davidson from Smart Approaches to Marijuana. Yeah, yeah, I want to talk to him because I I I believe I can be kind and, and speak to him and also educate him a little bit. Um, yeah, <laughs> we should have him on, on. We should we should interview him for the documentary. Um, if you have trouble getting of, a hold of him, let me know. I can try to connect you. I'm sorry I cut oh, you perfect. off, but I've been meaning to like interject about him because like, well, that's it, the thing is that it's all the also, bad propaganda, right? And he was addicted to vapes at a very young age. That is why there is a limit to smoking and like using cannabis, like, and not well, not even that. There's been lawsuits specifically on e cartridges and vapes just specifically, not even with um, THC in them at all. And um, this is- came out of the regulated legal market. Vapes were not around during like, you know, the old days. Vapes no, are right. coming out right. of the legal market. Yeah. Very true. And I mean, he also meant, he also mentioned that he had substance abuse issues with other substances. So I don't know if it's fair to say that cannabis was the slippery slope if you also right. had a problem with alcohol or any other drug that you tried oh maybe maybe you just came from a family that genetically speaking tends to have an addictive personality maybe exactly. um, yeah yeah and i i literally haven't drank a lick of alcohol in 13 years i think it is poison i only take cannabis i don't even take painkillers so like i'm sorry it's not what he thinks and i'm sorry he's had that bad experience okay i'm gonna try to get off my soapbox and put myself on mute for a second no you're okay and again i'd be happy to connect you uh with you know with him because he's willing to talk you know he's just got his own opinions and i don't agree with them all <laughs> so anyways though um, uh killing you you were so kind <laughs> about it though like if I, because i know you i knew you were being just kind and not speaking up about stuff, but I wish you well, would have pushed him a little bit. 
I yeah. Wish- and you know, I got a lot of emails saying the same thing, but the point of that, I will have a formal debate in the future with, with the folks from smart approaches to marijuana. And I'll bring on, you know, somebody like George, Justin Strickle or anybody else, you know, that, that if you guys want to join, we'll need to do it in a organized and professional manner, sure. uh, but that sure. was not the point. Let's of do it that. next month. Let's see. <laughs> we can figure it out. Yeah. That well, was not the, the point of that though. It was just to, to bring them on and to try to just talk to them, but go ahead. And the thing that you were saying, going back to, you know, at the end of the day, it still doesn't do anything, you know, about the, about the people that were actually affected by the war. Yeah. I've got drug. that written down. Um, um, uh, however, that's the point is that that's the whole reason why, you know, organizations like We the People, True Social Equity and Cannabis, Ex-Con for Community and Social Change, you know, Social Equity Empowerment Network that we exist that are out here is because if we don't lift our voices to make sure that those of us that are still left out don't have an opportunity, then ultimately none of us are doing our fucking jobs at the end of the day, you know? Um, And one of the things that we're pushing um, through Black Women Strong Coalition, which is uh, another organization that I founded, um, is a petition for clemency for all nonviolent uh, marijuana offenders in Illinois um, to have full and complete clemency. I can't stand for it any longer while these MSOs are out here making money and we still have people incarcerated. That that for the very thing that you're making money on, it's time for the governor to step up and say, if you have a nonviolent marijuana charge, we're going to clear that off, period. There, There's no question or talking about anything else. Now, if they have other charges and things like that, then that's something else that, that we actually need, you know, that needs to be looked at. But just straight, you know, um, cannabis charges, you should be free. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I just, I saw somebody arrested the, the other day for, it was actually a couple they were arrested with a pound of cannabis, which is like, you know, a, a plant and um, they've got felonies and they're going to have to go through court and they're going to cost us taxpayer money. And it's just like, here's and the thing. They have children and they have kids. Like the whole- yeah, they've got a whole life. Meanwhile, these vehicles that the MSOs drive are pumping, you know, pounds, pounds, plural to all these stores all over the state. They have zero possession limit. And you know exactly where they are because they are very apparent in what they look like. How safe is that? Yeah. How safe is that with what was going on in California? Like that's not safe. Every time I see one of those cars, I try to run away. Did you, you were going to say something by. We already Um, have a lot of, I'm I'm sorry. Like, cause we have a lot of shootings in my area. So like, I'm like, feel, feel it when I'm around that kind of car, I've, I'm feeling that. Nope. It's not safe. Yeah. And unfortunately, until the violence gets, you know, at their door, they're not going to care. They're not going to care. They're going to continue pumping out bad product at over overly high prices and feel safe in their communities. Their money to lobby for their needs and wants. Um, while we continue trying to fight for scraps and I refuse to fight for scraps because at that point we're still, it's, it's still the same thing for me. It's still the war on drugs at that point for me. 
And so the war on equity, the war on social equity, the war on blacks, the war on browns, it's, it's still a war at that point for me because we are still limited and have restrictions that other people do not have. And they're able to make hundreds of millions of dollars a day. Yeah. And that's the, that's the point that I was going to try to get to is that when I hear limits, I hear criminal penalties. I hear the continued war on drugs. And so that's why I harp so hard of, of like being out there helping people and, and doing something that shouldn't be illegal. Yeah. Yeah. I really think that, you know, earlier you brought up the idea of a plant limit and like, uh, making sure that like, you know, you have like the opportunity to get in the business. I think it should be like as easy. We've talked about this on the show as easy as like a farmer's market, you know, like, well, I don't understand why cannabis can't be, can't be treated like that. I also don't understand why, like, think about this. Like, does it really have to be that complicated? If you can, if your product can pass a test, why can't it be on the shelves? I don't even think the pro like I'm going to be real about this and people don't like when I say this, like, I don't think it should be tested. I don't think it's the responsibility of a, another party to test the product. I think clients will know if the product is good or bad and they won't buy it again, but they don't, but they don't. And so the community is not educated enough for that to be the way of life in a perfect world. Great. But no, um, because that's, that's okay. If, if, if it's again, the legacy market and it's, and it's, um, um, care provider to I mean. patients and that's care I mean, provider yeah. to patient. When you're talking about something that was going on shelving, that's like saying um, Whole Foods has a different policy and procedure for, for the wholesome foods that they have in their store than say Jewel or um, um, Mariano's. You know, uh, yeah. not saying that one is better or the other, but, but Whole Foods has you know, different standards, better standards so that they can have those specific products. Granted, they charge and they also um, charge way too much for their prices for regular food. Um, but they also provide discounts and, you know, they take snaps, you know what I mean? It like that, better. You know, for, yeah. <laughs> you know um, right, right, right. And Trader Joe's. Um, so it's kind of just... When you look at it, kind of the same thing, you know, yeah, we still want to be able to have, you know, um, safe products that are out there um, that are, 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 are in a controlled environment. Um, no, the home, the home grower and the caregiver doesn't need to test their products given to their patients. Um, but they also need to make sure that they're following the same. They also need to be educating their patients. You know, yeah. we need to we need to get away from the mindset of of dealer. Um, to, you know, oh, bad internet. Loser. Oh, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. You're back. Okay, I was saying we need to take that mindset away when it comes to cannabis, and we really need to look at it as the medicine and the medication that it is. Um, and the resource that, that, that it can be utilized for its purpose. When you, when you actually look at it as purpose and then you get rid of all the fucking bullshit that's on it, then the government can actually step out of the way and do the right thing. The government is there because they still want to have control and be able to control the money that flows through it because they're not looking at it as a world health issue. They're looking at it as a capitalist issue. I think I just give the consumer more credit in, I think that, Times are a changing, and 
There's plenty of information about cannabis. And if you aren't good at growing it, then um, like, I think the person after they smoke it once or see it, and then like maybe do some research online, they go to know. And then also Girl. with the noise that we will continue to be making, and hopefully with our friends out there on the internet who have already started, um, support your local weed person man or woman or they, whatever pronouns they prefer, um, and boycott corporate cannabis and corporate cannabis are just, just Google it. Just put in like top 10. At least boycott it until they actually are standing up for what it is that they're supposed to, um, Cause they say something, but then they do something else and they'll throw you a little bit of money and then they'll do the opposite of, of what your actually intention is meant to be. And we're seeing that with this fake true so, social equity. Sorry. Yeah. Well, no, no, don't apologize. You're, you're <laughs> preaching the good word. I mean, uh, just an example. Um, if I like what you said, like, they until they do what they should be doing and an example of maybe where they shouldn't be doing something is if you look up the new york medical cannabis industry association which includes people like cresco columbia care cureleaf i'm sure a few other names that are familiar to all of you uh just look up uh the fallacy of home grow uh, folks, we've we've mentioned it on the podcast before. They all signed on to this memorandum that basically says, "I'll just put it in a bottle for y'all. You're too stupid to grow at home. We should be allowed to grow for you. You can only buy from us." And it's elite, you know, that's basically kind of their recommendation. And so, to your point, by that, that's just like antithetical. And I will say that. Yeah. Go ahead. Absolutely. Go ahead. I, it, I was going to say that. No, go ahead. We're lagging. You go ahead, my friend. It's the Zoom <laughs> lag. Um, but what was I going to say, friends? Uh, <laughs> uh, Anna, going back to what you said about the consumer, um, I would be able to agree with you if if this country hasn't done such a good job in putting the wrong, bad propaganda out there. So what the, the way, what the thought process and where you're going with that is good along those lines, but there has to be work that has to happen before that can take place. And that is re-educating the public with the right propaganda, the positive propaganda, the correct um, um, information and knowledge that's out there on not only just how to, how to grow the plant, but how to ingest it, how to utilize it why the different vehicles that you can utilize, the benefits that you get from it, more research has to be done as well, um, which, which we're also not talking about. The only people that are really out here doing research is the freaking F, uh, DEA. And why is the DEA out here doing research? We should be able to be funded to be, to, to be doing research. Have some of these home growers get funding for, to, to do research for you at that point. Um, there's so many different things that can be done. So at this point, Continuing to hear what, what can't is, is, is a moot point for me. It's just about what you won't do. And if you're not going to do it, then it's time to get your ass out of the office and in the positions that you are so that you have the power to feel like you're able to do those things. It's time for the public to have their voices heard. I will not be voting for him. Um, there is a huge campaign about, you know, not voting for him because look at what Voting happened. for who? 
Our governor. Oh, okay. I was just making sure. I wasn't. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, the J, what is it? JB for cannabis corruption.com. You know, what's really funny. If you go online, I've, I've been starting to do this. I'll like go on to, um, to political people's social media pages and I'll look at the comments and they're all bad. I'm like, how, how, how did we love this person a year ago? And now everyone's talking shit, like literally. Well, because the, the other option was Bruce Rauner. Well, we got to do something to change whatever this is, this world government. Well, and the thing is too, is that when you historically, when you look at uh, the psychology of how people tend to vote in this country, in most countries, they vote on charisma, not necessarily um, what people have actually done and what they're speaking of, what they're going to do. Um, and, and that's how people fall into the cracks. Um, you know, that's, that's, it's entertainment too, at a certain point, guys. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know three or four people that are running for something. And I think that we should just, we should do like a little open forum like this and interview them about what they think about. I think that's a good idea. We could even do almost like um, a democratic convention, if you will, like an independent party convention, how they have all the panels there, you know, all the runners there. And we're asking them questions specifically about how they feel in regards to cannabis and the policies that they um, are going to be pushing forward and where we can find their support. Because ultimately we have to ask those hard questions because if we don't have that, and if we don't see them standing with us on the front lines, on the things that we're doing now, the ones who support it, then it's a little bit of smoke and mirrors for me. And how much um, can we actually, as the people, um, really value and believe the things that you're gonna say? We cannot keep taking um, the JB Pritzkers uh, and the Rounders, um, you know, uh, and supporting them. I think anyone because that is a taking five steps forward, 10 steps backwards. Yeah. If anyone is interested in like getting into politics, I'm always like, yes, please, please do it. Please be better than what is currently happening. Like I will support and I will, I, I and it's also like being their ear too. like, rem, ha, we have to be in their ear reminding them that like, oh, this BS that you're hearing from these lobbyists is incorrect. Actually, um, this is what's going on on the front line and like in the streets and like in my neighborhood where I live. Yeah. Yeah. Well, can I ask you folks um, a question? This shit happens every day, homie in the hood. Okay. Every day, every day, every day. Hell yeah. Part of the problem. Yeah. I mean, we've legalized uh, before we legalized cannabis and drugs, we've legalized uh, corruption in America with PACs and everything else. You know what I mean? It's kind of, but hey, I got a question for you. Um, last time I asked you, because we've mentioned we've talked about giving licenses to true social equity candidates, and so we had a conversation about what is true social equity. Um, and I think that's worth revisiting if we want to. But my question today, and I've saved this question for you folks, because like I'm like on the same page with everything you guys post and stand for and talk about and everything you've mentioned today, but I'm not as optimistic. And let me tell you why. 
a handful of powerful companies control the majority market share of almost 80% of the dozen of dozens of grocery items bought regularly by ordinary Americans. The media is owned by six companies. Do we think this will not, what, like, is cannabis just not going to go in the same way of everything else? It's not. Well, what I would say is that we're already seeing that happening, right? That's what I'm scared of. Well, well, and, and, and we're already in a monopoly. However, this is a new emerging industry. So we do still have time to have boots on the ground and really dig our fucking hands in and saying we are we we as the we the people we as the people are not going to allow the monopoly to get so large that we can't do anything about it. Now we have the time. So now we have the opportunity to to be loud about resources, to be loud about legislation, to be loud about not supporting um, um, the injustices and the bad products that are out here to be loud for, for the medical people that are really saying, I need my medicine and I don't want my medicine with shit on it. And, and, and I should be able to say what's in this the same way that I get my medication at Walgreens or CVS, but I also don't need to have all the regulations that are on it either because it's not the same quality of, of, um, medication, you know, um, so to your point, I do believe that, that it's not necessarily about hope. It's about what are we willing to do? How much action are we willing to put together? And how much collaborative effort and strategic alliances and partnerships are we willing to join together so that our voices can be larger in unison together so that we can actually have the overall change that we want so that legacy market can have an opportunity to be in the corporate industry. Hell yeah. Well said. Well said. I Yeah, I So don't I, give up hope is what uh, I'm saying. No. I there's no way it's going to happen under my watch. <laughs> um Yeah. You just we can't It's good can't to put that happen. into perspective though, right? Cuz this is what we're trying to prevent. This is exactly this, what no, you This is the one. We are this doing is, it though. Well, and, yeah, and, and there's a lot of progress in a year that we've just known each other and think about how much more we will have. Like we are mobilizing, we are getting on the same page, we are figuring out our demands and we will get what is going to happen, which is for the people. I mean, like there is a revolution happening on this earth. If you don't know what's going on in, in lots of different places, like people are waking up. And people have been waking up, you know, it's not like it ha- it's happened in last year. It's a progression. I plan on living a long time. Um, I'm going to be 38 in two days. So two days, there's plenty more that, that will be accomplished in a positive way. You know, there's always the yin and the yang and it just, and even, and even in the flicker of, dark, even in the masses of darkness, a flicker of light is still light. So don't forget that. Um, and what I would suggest is for, for, for those that, that feel like you call, find the organizations that are out there that align with what it is that you align with and get active, support them, find out what you can do, whether it's volunteer or not, you know, join in on, on the protests and the activism that's there. There are multiple different avenues that, that people can support 
um, that are out here on national movements and trying to be in unison to unify under one voice, um, because it really is going to take that yet again, we can't go another year um, all being separate on multiple different issues, because it's just gonna be held up in this litigation yet again. Um, and, and that is up to you know uh, these judges um, to do that. If they wanted to push it along, they could, but of course, again, this is talking about the money. And if the state representative wanted think. to fix it, or if the governor wanted to fix it, they could, but they haven't. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the craziest thing. I don't, I I'm totally going out on a limb here, but one of the things, uh, an app, uh, like a person that applied for a transportation license, not a delivery license, but they mentioned that transportation licenses, there was no limit on what the state would issue. Um, there wasn't this Correct. like, uh, like lottery process because of that everybody got the license basically if you applied i'm just like why the fuck didn't we do that no 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 it's it's a bullshit license the only reason why my group was going to potentially get one is because you want to be vertically integrated if you don't have other licenses you don't have a business the msos are not going to work with you and any of the people that have applied that received their grow or their dispensary have their own you know, yeah. it's, we're smart not to waste your money, your $2,500. $2, yeah, that, no, that's a good point because like you say, it's almost a pointless license. Like people that won either no, or both of the licenses. It's a, it is a pointless license because it is only worth anything if you are have the other license. And like you can easily purchase from another person or work with an actual social equity person is what you should have done or should be doing. You yeah. can't even do that yet, though, because those licenses are just sitting at this point. Right. And Except for it, the, the people that are also um, purchasing um, licenses that are held up in litigation, because we can't forget about people like that that are looking to purchase these um, licenses because they feel like that they're going to be given out at some point. I still believe that those licenses should be in question, me personally, because if the process was faulty from the beginning, and if the scoring was faulty, how do we really know that the people who got these quote unquote licenses should have them and should have not gone to real social equity people? So to me, still not throwing it all away and saying that the judge and the courts saying, you know what, we really have to, this has been a very bad process. The state needs to do better. We need a judge that's not afraid to say the state needs to do better and hold them accountable to that. Unfortunately, where, where is that judge? Right. Well, yeah, I think what V was saying was um, people, pe- people are currently selling licenses that they don't actually have because those licenses are in litigation. How do you sell a license that you don't actually have? On a well, conditional yeah. approval. I, I was going to say, yeah. Um, I know you can. I just think it's uh, dumb. Yeah, so... I don't know exactly who this group is or anything, uh, but somebody that listens to the podcast shared this to me. They're a capital advising group, and they're basically saying, what's what's the play on Illinois, right? What, what's, what do we got here? And um, they said, in an absolute boon to SEA lottery winners, I think that's social equity applicants, mm-hmm. yep. Pritzker is allowing the licenses to trade freely, freely. And we are beginning to witness transaction activity at a frenetic pace. SEAs are raising financing, considering selling out, and in some cases, 
forming alliances to create the retail scale required to ensure adequate sources of future supply. Inside this activity, this is where the capital advisors come in, opportunity abounds for well-capitalized players with the foresight to enter this burgeoning market, right? So they're telling people, hey, watch out, just wait. If you got a lot of money, you can buy these people out. And that it kind of begs the whole question, what was this all about anyways? If the license could be held up for this long and bleed these people dry of money until they have to, they have to just be like, oh, I need capital here. Take it, take it, take it. You know, that's so sad. Sorry. The people I that they're bleeding and the people that they're bleeding are the very ones that supposedly they were trying to help in this war on drugs. And at the end of the day, going back to that monopolization, that is the war. The new social equity war. That's or as uh, GTI war. calls it, Prohibition 2.0. There it is. Well, GTI doesn't get to call it what it is. Fuck that. <laughs> oh, God. It it's a well, war I'm just saying, you know, they're, they're one of the, I agree with what you're saying. In but California. Yeah, in California, they're calling it the the war to the war on drugs 2.0. So like okay, everybody, yeah. it seems like so everyone's everybody's like, saying that. Yeah. Fuck you, you can't call it. Can't you know, call I, it I actually say that because I think it's crazy that they would openly say that. Like that's like them taking off the mask and being like, that's just a slap in the fucking face. That's what I'm saying. Like that, I wasn't saying that. Like Bravo GTI. I was saying that. Like really, you guys are proud of being able to say that. That's why I was saying that. Anna, I think you took me the wrong way. You're like, no, they don't get to fucking say oh, that. No. I agree. I agree. I was just <laughs> telling GTI. I wasn't telling you. <laughs> okay. No, for sure. I need to smoke. Sure. I can't. I got <laughs> to go drive later. And it's, you can't smoke and drive, which is so hey. dumb. I'm sorry. I have to say it. I, I don't do this now because it's not legal, but when I was younger and I didn't know any better, I would smoke and drive all the time and I drive better. You know, what's the difference between smoking a cigarette? I don't smoke cigarettes. My point is that also impairs Mm -hmm. um, your consciousness even for a split second. Drinking yeah. a coffee, dude. I fucking, I don't drink coffee, coffee very often. I don't I drink it often. while I drive. I don't give a shit. Well, well I was going to say, I can literally not drive <laughs> over the speed limit when I am high. But but when I'm not high, I have a lead foot. You're like, I, slow, like anyway. I am, I am like, but when I smoke, I can literally not drive over the speed limit. Like, I don't know why. It's just that I'm like, chill. You're like, zoned out, right. Because you're in your moment at that point, because you're actually in mindfulness. It's very hard to um, be ADD or or scatterbrained. That's the whole reason why um, seizures are calmed when in utilizing cannabis because you can only focus on one thing. All your pistons aren't jumping off at the same time. They're actually calm. Y'all, I'm super excited because my mom has been a doctor for like almost my whole life and I've been trying to get her to write papers on cannabis I was going to say, is she willing to like start a research arm? Because that would be amazing. Yes, she did. She did her, um, her extra education you have to do like every two years and they had a course on cannabis. And so, um, she got really excited about it and texted me yesterday that she's going to We should talk to her about that. I love that. Oh yes. yes, Queen. Come on. I've been working on her for like three years. (laughs) <laughs> right. If my mom was alive, I would be doing the same thing, girl. I've been working on her phone freaking forever. 
Um, stories like that are huge. So folks, if you like, seriously, if I'm going to look out for that, if you, because people that like hadn't considered it before, but then they consider it, those are powerful stories, you know? Yeah. Well, she, she writes like, um, scientific papers. So yeah. she will be providing journals and stuff like that. Yeah. research. Yeah. Like she's been um, published multiple times and like, you know, the research that they're saying that we don't have, like she will be able to provide that. She, cause there, there is research out there. There's just not a lot of papers on it. So it's not yeah. as accessible because people don't understand it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then of course there's that whole catch 22 we've been in where the federal government wouldn't let studies go on. So it's like, there's not enough study on this. It's like, well, bitch, let us study it then. <laughs> you know but what I mean? They've been on. studying it. They won't let us study it, but yeah, they've they been right. studying it. So Correct. we can Correct. But they're studying it to use it against us, right? As why they're studying it. But that would be great to um, incorporate that within uh, our um, True Social Equity and Canvas Foundation. I got you. People's I got you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Here, you said it. Oh, go sorry. ahead. We're just, we're like starting to now figure out how this foundation is going to be looking like and building and like finding the people that like are, are going to be this tree and, and we're the roots and like branching off into a last that we spoke. I think I had mentioned at the very end, like I, like we have to start posting about other States. We can't just talk about Illinois because now it's an issue all over the country. And that's why we opened up these meetings on Sundays from one to three Chicago time. Like there are people from Maine and New York and New Jersey and Arizona. And like those people that you're seeing on the page that are suing like preemptively, like those people are showing up and telling us about what's going on. And, and like, we're encouraging them and like, we're sharing stories to try to figure out like what the next steps are to collectively do the war, to make make the changes, the positive changes for all of us together. So yeah. What were you, I've cut you off. Um, And then, and then on um, Sundays or Saturdays, we also have a podcast um, that we do um, with, Blue it's Dream. A live, it's a, it's a live Instagram show. Yeah. With Blue Dream Radio in New York and um, Connecticut and P- Pilar also in New York. And then um, like it's me or V or we have like a guest on from another state. We've had California and we've had um, New Jersey and people will just, we had a, this past week we had Ambrose on and why am I blanking out on other people, but they were there. Yeah. It's okay. No, but guys definitely tune in. Um, that's also another, another space just, you know, so that not only, you know, what's happening um, around the nation, but also uh, just another space where there's also healing that's provided and encouragement um, because this is something that we can't give up on. I know right now things look really glim um, and we feel like, there's no light at the end of the tunnel, but that's, that's, that's the place where you continue to press forward. That's not the place where you uh, revert backwards. You know, um, you've already gone that way. Keep pushing forward, you know, and that's really all that we can do um, and do it with the purpose and with alignment and not give up on our demands. And V and I, we struggle with the same thing. And that's why we have to like verbalize it and like, you know, lift each other up sometimes like this is this is a give and take you got to take your self-care time when you need it so that you can you you definitely do it's definitely uh thankless (laughs) um 
um, that what 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 we're doing, but it's 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 for the necessary good, you know, of the culture, not only just the industry for the culture itself. Because if we're not careful, our culture will will look like the industry, and that's not what we want. Is the culture that built it? Yeah, I I've been scared because I've been seeing um. I've been realizing legalization has been around for like 10 years now. So those teenagers are now able to work in the dispensaries and stuff and don't know the culture before legalization. Don't understand it at all. And that's like kind of scary to me. It's also cool, but also like, but you don't get it. And you're the person now perpetuating the problem Mm -hmm. because you don't get it. Right. It kind of gets lost in the history there. It's weird. They're trying to whitewash. Like, you could say it whitewash yeah, the same yeah. thing that they've done to everything else in our history. Absolutely. Drop that mic. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, where, do, you know, where do we, where do we go from here? Obviously we keep, continue to brainstorm and workshop, you know, but, um, where do we go from here? Cause I, you know, one question I wanted to ask is like, I just, I'm going to stop calling it legalization. Cause it's not that if it's not legal, it's commercialization. We're like, you know, it's just, it's, it's a state. We are in Illinois, a state sponsored oligopoly. In other words, it's, it's not even like a monopoly is like, kind of what the what's going on with like airlines and everything else like there's just no um trying to think of some other examples because that's not the best example but this is like the state is limiting the issuance of licenses right and so like it's hard to give an example because there is no example because this is this beautiful plant that they've been trying to keep away from us for so long like is this is the beginning of a well, new- not necessarily there isn't any regulation on alcohol. Well, licenses there are. That's why I don't like I don't like comparing the alcohol licenses to the cannabis licenses at all because it then so you still do have to get alcohol is a poison and cannabis right. is a beautiful healing plant. Like no comparison, fuckers. I'm sorry. However, no however, though, I think it is fair to at least expect equal treatment at the least because like look it's not like impossible to open up a liquor store but it's pretty fucking impossible to open a dispensary like multiple people are trying in the state of illinois and they can't so i agree with you anna like i don't like comparing them because of the fact they're so different it's different but one of normal's original things back in the day was let's regulate cigarettes or cannabis, like cigarettes and alcohol. And I've posted that before and people get really fucking pissed. But what I think that means is that it's, you know, it's not necessarily hard to, to get into it. Namely, Mm -hmm. I mean, look, alcohol and cigarettes, they're definitely dominated by big brands, but you're starting to see a, a a resurgence of like the craft brew scene, you know? So listen, if you have states like, I believe it was in Iowa, you the listeners, you could go and check it out yourself. But if you have states that are literally getting state funding in order to have crack houses so that they don't have crackheads on their streets anymore, then you can actually have people that have been incarcerated 
and that, that have charges to be able to enter within this industry, period, point, fucking blank. Yeah, absolutely. And that's new. That, that just was in the news, um, I would say at least no, no more than two months ago, that literally there is a state that, that has decided to push um, in January, coming with the new, you know how every state has their new laws and things like that that they come out with. That was one of them, that they're now going to have state-funded um, programs so that crack houses can be provided and given so that it doesn't have to be these, these dilapidated you know, um, homes that are nasty and, you know, and that's in Iowa. Yeah. It's, I can't remember. I believe it was in Iowa. It's to make it safer because it's, I believe it's to make it safer because there is so, Mm -hmm. there are so many people that are addicted to crack. The meth with the crack cocaine and meth that, um, they like, this was the only solution that they could think of because you're going to provide a positive solution. That's the only solution, the positive solution in order to give them a great environment to do their drugs, but we can't even have a business or social consumption. We gotta, we gotta hide just to even consume, Yeah, you know, because right now who's regulating. So you have social consumption lounges that are unregulated, just going under the radar. Yeah. That's crazy. I had not heard of that. I'll have to look into that. Example to to kind of, cause, cause other States like to uh, look at each other to make decisions. Like, I wonder if we could, cause last time we were on here and you've been bringing up this lately, be like having propaganda videos that are opposite of, um, the, the negative propaganda, the, the, uh, war, the, the war and the egg thing, Fuck. right. The war on drugs. Is your brain. Your brain on on drugs. Oh yeah. Yeah. Any so, questions? Yeah. yeah but any questions? maybe, maybe we could do that and like compare States because there's like rivalry within States. And there's rivalry within like who writes bills too. I've noticed like there there's this, um, I don't know. We got to collaborate people. That's all I'm saying. Like, this is not okay. Let's just all get on the same page. Yeah. I'll smoke to that. It's I don't have, I don't have any weed on me, but I'll smoke to that. <laughs> yeah. Spark that for me. I'm on a tolerance break. People give me a break. <laughs> <laughs> for how long? I don't know however long I can last. I like to do that from time to time. Just however long I can put up with raw, uh, raw life as I call it, you know, taking on life raw and all of a sudden like, it's too much. And it's like, shit. So like right. 15 hours. No, <laughs> no I sleep. Look. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, I love that meme. A tolerance break. You mean when I'm asleep, <laughs> I saw other people tolerance break. You mean while I'm, a, while I'm working, <laughs> like, yeah, that's that's a great series of memes. But yeah, well, we went all over the place. Um, was there anything that you uh, both wanted to specifically talk about that that we've not talked about? Because uh, I know we've gone all over the place, but um, just wanted to offer you that you you know the opportunity. If there's anything, I just really appreciate um, you being in this with us, school because like. I've, I've seriously been listening to you nonstop the last like two weeks to try to catch up. And I'm so proud of like the things that you bring up with, with people that you bring on. And, um, the thing recently that I've been trying to encourage everyone to do is like, try to get into those, 
um, rooms or those meetings that are happening regarding this and like the live things and like be on the chats, make your voice heard because they are listening. <laughs> I've been being told that like they are listening. I'm like, okay, well, good. Cause that's why I'm talking. Um, that's why I'm lifting up these ideas. Cause like, but it can't just be me because at this point they're like, oh, Anna, and they're probably like, oh, Cole. And they're probably like, oh, V. So we are not the only voices that need to be heard at this point. Yeah. It has to be the Chilinois audience. Like it has to be y'all. You have to start t- like talking about these issues and educating yourself. And I know it's and supporting scary. our protests and our, and our, and our um, actions right. that we do. Um, and, and that other organizations are also doing because without, without the people, um, it's, it's power in the people, man. And it's scary, but like, you have to connect with the politicians. Oh, I know. I don't like doing it either, but like, <laughs> <laughs> seriously, like, like I, I'm thinking about hearing this from other people a year ago and being like, Oh, I'm not going to do that. Like, it's not going to actually do anything. Like it actually does. And we need you in this. Well, and then that's also the only way that you're going to know the right politicians that that actually support um, your 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 values um, and the things that you want to to occur in your area, in your community, in your city, in your state. Um, it's it's because of talking to these politicians and getting to know them um, that we've also met some really good ones, um, like um, Amina. Um, Dr. Amina. Dr. Amina, yes. Um, she, and she, she's running for governor, right? No, no. not governor. Um, sorry. <laughs> Let me look this up. Yeah, okay. This, she's amazing. Um, she's Amina, Amina for Congress. First Congress. ward, I believe. Um, Dr. Um, and she's And she's pro-cannabis. Um, and she really gets it. Um, she's also uh, for um, free health care for everyone, you know, um, and these are the people that we should be supporting and backing, um, not, not the ones that are giving us smoke and mirrors and have yet to really prove themselves to do anything positive for us. Yeah. And there's actually a fundraiser for her that Vic Menson is putting on um, coming up on the 8th, Tuesday, the 8th at seven. Um, you can go to Amina's page, the real Dr. Amina, A-M-E-E-N-A and support her page. She's also featured on True Social Equity and Cannabis um, with, with V interviewing her. Um, super dope. She's an, been an activist like her whole life. That's how her and Vic, the mm-hmm. Vic Benson, who's a rapper, if you don't know him. I didn't know him before I was on uh, Wake and Bake with him with Don Brown. So, and I met Amina as well there. And yeah, you should all support. Yeah. And we'll put the uh, link to that as well in the show notes so that, that our folks can help support, um, help support that. And thank you, Anna, for what you said earlier, that meant, uh, it meant a lot. I'm doing my best, um, and trying to do better. I'm trying to do better. And so, uh, that's, Self-care you know, is, 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 is necessary, especially yeah. in times like these, 
you know, we're all suffering through a lot. You know, that's one of the things that hasn't really been talked about when we're talking about um, a world health, you know, um, epidemic is that the after effects uh, of going through a pandemic and what it does to the emotional psyche. And that's why um, it's necessary to free the plant because ultimately anyone that is using it, um, they are self-medicating. And we only look at it as a recreational drug because uh, the powers that be have yet to look at it again as a plant that is there that is medicinal. But that is exactly what it is. It is a medicinal plant. That is its classification. So we should treat it as such and use it as such. And in doing so, I'm on the phone. And in doing so, and in doing so, um, really looking at the emotional breakdowns that have occurred um, with sound, I'm using it at the moment. Sorry, guys. Um, within within the breakdown at the moment of people's anxieties, their depressions, people are suicide is at an overly alarming rate. Over in young people. Did y'all see specifically Miss America? Miss USA. Oh my gosh, who was thirty years old just committed suicide? It's so sad. I mean, we really have to. Put, put our brains around this world health issue. This is a world health issue. This isn't just about quote unquote legalizing cannabis. Yeah. You know, so I say all that to say everyone that's out here, even the listeners, please take your self care. You know, um, I don't think that we should continue to put so many labels uh, on ourselves. It's the labels that got us into not knowing what it is that we're doing. We don't know our right from our left, from up, from down, from back, from right. It's just like, what the hell is going on? You know, um, we just need to pause for a moment and just center ourselves and get back to valuing what it means to self-care, to self-heal, to self-love, and to love others. On that note, I actually got to go, y'all. <laughs> well, that's a perfect note to end the show on, by. You're well with word. You're always well with words. And, uh, Anna, I want to thank you, uh, both for coming on to the show. Um, we'll throw all the links in the show notes, folks. I know that you've probably found a lot of value in today's episode, and I do encourage you to follow true social equity, uh, and cannabis on Instagram, as well as weed the people. And we'll throw uh, other links in the show notes so you can connect to people like Dr. Amina and, and so forth. So thank you both. And uh, Chillinoy, we will see you on the next episode.